Okay, I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and want to praise his holy name. Um, we are grateful for uh, all that he has done for us and what he uh, continues to do. Um, I am so grateful for um, the words which which Jesus spoke on the cross there uh, just before he died when he said, it is finished. And I know that for some reason, some people um, have a little bit of a problem, at least, with that statement. Uh, well, in the past, what I experienced was referring to um, Jesus' work on the cross as the finished work of Christ. And some people had a problem with that. But to me, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I... To, to me, it just is, it just speaks of a, a fullness, a completeness. It is it is done. It is there is no other sacrifice needed. Um, we can depend on that, um, but others tended to not interpret it that way. Yet Christ Himself said, "Dying on the cross, it is finished," and um, it's a wonderful proclamation. To me, um, it's a, a great shout of victory. <clears throat> so, I did not, um, I did not prepare anything for this morning until yesterday morning. I uh, went to study and. Uh, I turned to the book, The God of All Comfort, just for inspiration. And um, I'm not sure how the chapter was titled, but the, the thought that I took from it is the shout of faith. And I just, I was inspired with uh, what I read in the book, and, and it seemed very fitting um in connection with the tornado that went through the area and especially when we think of of those that are um, are suffering through that and because it is a traumatic thing you know there's there's um a lot of loss, in some instances, loss of life. Um, and, you know, we, we live in a body of flesh, and, and we have to deal with that. And, but uh, hopefully those that did experience loss may be... Um, 
drawn to God in in recognizing His His power, His strength, and experience um, His grace in in dealing with that. That would be my desire. Um, so there's times in life when. Um, We need to to just move forward in faith, and um, the when when everything we are when the the earthly things familiar with us and the things surrounding us would declare differently we need to move forward in faith and that is not the easiest thing for us to do yet it is important for us to do that and um, so i don't know that that is kind of the gist of of what i want to share and i'm i'm taking um four different characters uh, from the Bible who uh, set examples for us in that. And um, the first one is taken from Joshua um, at the time when they um, when they crossed Jordan and and um, surrounded Jericho and and tumbled the walls and that that account. But I would like to open with Joshua 2, verse 11, where it says um, Joshua was preparing the people to cross the Jordan, and he said, Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, if I can read this correctly, Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. And I just thought, you know, what a a, a beautiful um, encouragement or um, a, a, a statement of faith, actually. And uh, so for us today, um, we can say the covenant of the Lord of all the earth, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, passes over before us into heaven. Okay, God promised I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And that, that, that promise carries us into heaven. There's others, you know, we can put any promise in there that we choose. Um, the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over, passes into heaven before us. So if we turn to Joshua uh, chapter 6, I will read um, verses 8 through 21. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord 
and blew with the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them, and the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets, and the rearward came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing the trumpets. And Joshua commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then shall ye shout. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once, and they came into camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord, and the seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns, before the ark of the Lord, went on continually, and blew with the trumpets, and the armed men went before them. But the rearward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day they compassed the city once, and returned unto camp. So they did six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same matter seven times. Only on that day, only on that day, they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew the trumpets. Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you this city. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed. When ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel a curse, and trouble it, but all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord, they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted with the priests, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass, with the edge of the sword. Okay, so the, the thing that we're looking at is, is that shout. Um, but first, Joshua said that you shall not shout, um, nor make any noise with, the, with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall you shout. So, how does that parallel for us today? Um, the, the thing of, of uh, refraining from even speaking as they did that march around the city of Jericho. Um, and I don't know, these are just my thoughts, and, and I would encourage you to, to, you know, think about it yourself as well, and, and what does it mean to you? I can only share what, what came to my mind, but... Um, so, in the New Testament, we actually find Scripture that is somewhat similar, at least, in, in 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, starting at the end of 
verse 10, We beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, to do your own business, to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, that ye may have lack of nothing. So, study to be quiet, you know, not make a show of ourselves, to listen to what is being said rather than than uh, speaking over the person that is speaking. Um, you know, allowing allowing them to finish their thought or their statement. Uh, can we can we exercise ourselves in that? And then uh, another thought. I had uh, connecting to the thing of study to be quiet is is especially to refrain from gossiping. You know, just things we can exercise ourselves in 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 being quiet. Like these people were asked to neither shall any word pass out of your mouth as they marched around Jericho. Um, do your own business from Thessalonians there, uh, and work with your own hands. Um, Just the thing of not minding or um, interfering with other people's business. Um, I had to think, you know, if, and and I realized that the world is not walking uh, in the spirit. But if we as brethren see each other walking in the, as walking in the Spirit, um, we each need to, to give another that space. Um, we're, not, we're not all at the same place in life. And, but can we... Uh, recognize that our brothers are walking in the spirit and and allowing them to to follow the spirit's leading um, we need to be willing to work and and to bear one another's burdens and you know that uh, That calling is, or how do I say that? The the tornado uh, gave us lots of opportunity to bear another's burden. Um, and then uh, thinking of thinking of that, it took my mind to Second Thessalonians three thirteen. Um, but ye brethren. Be not weary in well doing. Uh, I know that I have recently been overwhelmed, uh, and and I guess in all reality I've been. Um, well, I don't know. I'll just leave that, I guess. Um, But 
<clears throat> these things speak very directly to me. Um, you know, let us not be weary in well-doing. Um, okay, so then, then the, the shout of faith, um, if, we, if we look at that, um, verse 16, shout for the Lord hath given you the city. You know, it, it wasn't the thing of shout, then he will. It was shout, for he hath given it. Um, it's a challenge to me, I guess, to, you know, how is my trust in, in what God is providing for me? Uh, they... They uh, had marched around the city for six days in a row, and and nothing changed. Now this morning they were to march, do that march seven times, and then shout because they had the victory. Nothing had changed. Um. It has been said that the the frequency of all those voices, and another thing I notice, and this is a a clause inserted into what I was about to say, but if we back up to verse three, it says, "And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days." And I did not look into that further, but I have all my life thought that the entire uh, multitude of Israel did that march. You know, men, women, children, everyone was in that march. But verse 3 uh, says, all ye men of war. So I'm not sure, but now back to what I had been saying. Um, it's been said that the frequency of all these voices uh, was such that it tumbled those walls. Other people just totally disannul that theory. And, and I guess I'm not convinced either way. The point, though, is without that shout of faith, those walls would not have tumbled. Um, because the, that, was, that was what Joshua was instructed of the Lord that they should do. Joshua told the people that when I tell you to shout, shout. If they had not shouted, there would not have been obedience and God's plan would not have been fulfilled. I'm, I'm very convinced of that. Whether it was the, the frequency of, their, of that sound or whether it was just God reaching down and, and collapsing it, I don't care about that. But the shout of faith was essential. It, it needed to be done. And so, 
we too need to propose within ourselves, within our heart, that we will serve the Lord. Um, we need to, to go forth in, in that same faith. Um, and, and we can do that without something dramatic in our life. You know, every day is a challenge to, to serve in love, to go forth in faith, and to not let the, the carnal and earthly things bog us down to where we cannot serve in love. Um, okay, so um, the, the bringing, bringing verse 16, shout for the Lord hath given you the, the city. Bringing that into our life today. Shout, for the Lord hath given you the victory. Go forth with that confidence. Um, in Joshua's day, it was said, He hath given you the city. He has given us salvation through Christ. He's given us the Holy Spirit dwells in us. He's given us a promise of eternal life. So, now it is our turn to, to trust His grace, the, to trust the power of His might, um, and to, to go forth in faith like, like Israel did under Joshua's command. Okay, that is all I have on Joshua. Um, next, I would like to go to Second Chronicles 20. And, and this is a favorite of mine, has been for, for years, and it, somehow it, it uh, just doesn't, it doesn't lose its... Um, I don't know. I don't know the word to use, but it it stays precious. Um, did I say Second Chronicles? I turned to First Chronicles, but it is Second Chronicles twenty. Um, I guess I'll just read the first twenty-four verses so that we have the the entire thing. in our minds. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is Engida. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen, and in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, 
who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If, when evil cometh upon us, as a sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. I guess I want to stop there and just just think on what what was prayed here, um, especially in the in the light of of you know the the aftermath of the tornado and and things we are faced with ourselves, you know. Um, if I may mention the thing of of Rose's sickness, you know, I know that is is a big thing. It is um, I just don't know how to express it, I guess, but I, I know that it, it, it puts us through something. Um, but, but here he is saying, he's praying to God, um, acknowledging him as having all power and um, acknowledging that when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, we approach you, and cry to thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. We can have that same confidence. I think we do have that same confidence. He will hear our cries. He will help us in our needs. And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. There again, don't we find ourselves in that place time and time again? No, we have no might against this cancer. We have no might against the, for me it's, right now it's the, the overwhelming workload we have. We have no might against it. Maybe it is temptations we struggle with or um, whatever it may be. We have no might against this giant that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. Let's never forget that. Let's keep our eyes, our hearts, our minds tuned to what God would have us do.
Verse 13, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. I love that verse. Um, it just gives us such a, a solid or such a beautiful picture of, of a, a united uh, spirit stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Madaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed, by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had con consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, Everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. There's just so much uh, in this. I, I'm not able to elaborate on all of it. and um, But... Let's take a look at verse 15. Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. That can be so encouraging for us. You know, we face things in life. We call them battles. Not like this battle was, but, but still. There's things that need to be overcome. Um... Things that would that would overwhelm us and and uh, you know t 
takes away our peace. Let's remember the battle is not ours, but God's. He will give us peace as we hand our problems to him. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I guess to elaborate a little bit on, on that verse, um, be not afraid nor dismayed, uh, bringing that into our own lives. Um, the, the first thing I have here was, be not afraid nor dismayed by the damage and setback of this tornado. Um, I realize that none of us have, have suffered uh, damage from this tornado, but um, it is very real in our minds nonetheless, and we can be encouraged. Um, the, because it, it definitely is a setback, but can we... Ethan had a verse written on a whiteboard in the shop for a long time, and I went to look for it yesterday and couldn't find it, but not necessarily a verse, but a saying concerning a setback. Um, it went something like this. A setback is only a setup for something greater. I'm not sure about how it ended, but uh, something along those lines. So, I, I don't want to take away from the, the enormity of the damage that happened, okay? But when, when life deals us difficulty, um, can we realize that, can we think of those things as, as uh, God's way of strengthening us, of increasing our faith? Um, let your minds think on your own life and, and, uh, what you're going through, and, and realize that, that God has a purpose in, in those difficult things. And I think it is fair to say that his purpose is always to help us grow, to uh, become more and more like Christ was, to be more dependent on him. You know, I'm 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 not doubting the the financial loss, the loss of treasures, or you know, there was lots and lots of items destroyed that had great sentimental value. I'm sure. Um, think of of David Shaw's airplane. You know, he spent thousands upon thousands of dollars for a plane of his dreams what about a year ago 
and today it's mostly trash. Um, okay, bringing it home to my own self and, and what I face with is, you know, the, the pressure of business or the, the workload that comes with that. Um, you know, I have fought discouragement in just not knowing how to arrange everything and and just just the it doesn't seem like much this morning but I have really struggled with with all of that but can I be reminded that that I need to depend on God I need to turn it over to him and he will carry me through Okay, um, the thing of, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Um, I don't know. I just had to think of, of Romans 8. Um, found in, this is from verses 35 to 37. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or the sword? So we can fit our own little word in there. Shall this tornado, or shall my workload, or shall this cancer separate us from the love of God? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Shall that separate us? Then the answer comes in verse 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We come through these things stronger, better equipped, drawn closer to God, more dependent on him. Our love for him is deepened. I think that is the, the purpose of the tribulations. I won't have time to share all that I have prepared here. Um, if we go to verse, well, I don't know, maybe briefly, verse 17, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Um, in the New Testament, we have, if God be for us, who can be against us? Um, that was just my own words. I didn't look up that verse. but So we set ourselves. We prepare ourselves for the work at hand. Um, we seek God's direction. We entreat him to lead us. He has provided, you know, His strength is sufficient. We serve in love with willing heart as he leads. In so doing, our soul is still. Okay? Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Um, verse 20. Believe in the Lord, so shall ye be established. 
Um, in uh, John 20, a few verses, um, these were words spoken to Thomas. Blessed are they that have, have not seen and yet have believed. Um, and, okay, so it, it's speaking of the signs that Jesus gave them, the, the things that he did. Uh, it just says that uh, many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, but these are written, the ones that are recorded, these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Okay? So in Chronicles we had, believe in the Lord, and so shall ye be established. In John 20 we have, that believing ye might have life through his name. Okay, if we move on to, to Goliath, um, Well, David and Goliath. Uh, okay, I guess I let's back up to to Chronicles again. Um, the 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 theme of the the shout of faith. Um, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. That to me is is just a a powerful statement if we can adapt to that and and say it from our hearts um, but then then also just uh, the the fact that he appointed singers and and they were the the frontline warriors it seems like um They went out before the army and they were asked to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. So um, we do well to exercise ourselves in, in uh, praising God in the face of difficulty and adversity. And again, I need this message more than than you, I I would imagine. Um, okay, David and Goliath. We know that story well. Um, okay, just the... The dialogue between Saul and uh, David. Saul told David, um, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Okay? Then David replied with, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. 
Um, so just simply David's trust in God there. Um, and we know that, um, you know, this impressed Saul, um, and he agreed that he could go fight Goliath, but then he wanted to put his own armor on David and and his own sword. David, uh, Saul gave David his own sword. And David attempted to go, but it was too much for him. He realized that he can't function with this. So he took it off and went with his slingshot and five stones. So, um, so the, the shout of faith in this story, um, as, as David was... Um, approaching Goliath. We know how Goliath said, uh, am I but a dog that you come after me with a stick or something like that, he said. and But David's reply then, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand. Um, that, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I skipped some there, but um, David told Goliath before, before the battle began that that the Lord would deliver him into David's hand, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. Okay? That is not the Lord's way. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Okay, so... The, the parallel to this is just sim simply of my own fabrication. Um, but I guess I was intrigued with it, or um, I, I like the thought of, of this. If we, can, if we can more or less mimic or copy what, what David said, um, for us today, it might sound like something like this. You unholy fear, anxiety, doubts, and discouragement come to me um, in the name of an overloaded work schedule, unfair demands on my, on my agenda or whatever. It might be in the name of temptations sickness or disease. But, and I, I think we need to, to be resolute in that. Because it is true. You know, um, fear and anxiety, doubts and discouragement, 
Those are real things we experience because of, of things. But then there's God, okay? But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven, the God of all creation, my God, whom thou, these fear, anxiety, doubts, whom thou would defy, this day God will deliver me from the bondage you would inflict, that all the earth may know there is a God in heaven, and all my family and friends shall know God is not the God of fear, anxiety, doubts, and discouragement, for the battle is the Lord's. Okay, the fourth and, and final thing I have here is, is Jesus' words on the cross. And, and we've spoken of that this morning in Sunday school. Um, but less, I don't know, we, we need to always remember or to never forget um, what was done there on the cross. And, um, there's there's much we can learn. But uh, I turned to Luke, several verses there. Um, in verse 34, uh, where Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Uh, we can take a, a double lesson from this. Uh, we can take it it uh, personally, as Jesus entreating the Father to forgive us for we know not how how truly we fail. You know, we don't know how um, we don't know exactly how carnal we look in the eyes of God. Um, so we, we can take. Jesus' words there on the cross as him entreating the Father to forgive us personally. Um, then in verse 43, he said, um, he said to the thief on the cross next to him, he said, Verily I say unto thee, oh, I, I didn't even finish. The, the, the other thing that we can take from uh, Father forgive them for they know not what they do is just simply a pattern in relating to those who wrong us or hurt us, um, you know, being willing to forgive them and, and recognize that they don't realize how painful that was. Okay, now, verse 43. Verily I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Okay, we who believe in the saving grace of Jesus Christ are promised to be with him in heaven. Um, just <coughs> statements that, that Jesus made that we can be um, encouraged by. And then uh, verse 46, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Um, 
that is in Luke, just as he died. But in John, John recorded it as it is finished. And just, I don't know, to me that is just such a triumphant cry um, and, and so powerful. Um, so, you know, we can commit, we can commit our all, anything that troubles us, anything that grieves us, um, whatever it may be, our joys, um, the, the things we, we rejoice in or, or are uh, inspired with, we can, we can bring all that to the, to the same Father that Jesus cried to and know that our salvation is complete. It is finished. It is done. And, and I'm not insinuating that, that because I have once said that I believe that there's no way I can go to hell. That is not what I'm uh, wanting to say. Um, but the thing that needed to be done for us to be saved, that thing is complete and finished. And there need not be any um, anything added to that. All we need to do is believe. And sometimes that's hard for us to grasp, that it just takes believing. Well, but that believing will produce following. It will produce obedience. And like I had said earlier, we're not all in the same stage. We all grow as he leads us through this life. Um, the, the thing of committing our all to him, um, it, it brings us peace. And I guess I have found that um, as I lay me down to sleep, it has, it has been encouraging. Um, it has been a blessing to just in a, in a quiet yet heartfelt prayer to God, just even just in my thought, uh, commit to him my body, soul, and spirit. And it's not always easy, you know. It, it takes a, a letting loose, a letting go, but it brings a, a quick and peaceful sleep. It allows me to be much more restful. Okay, that is all I have.
and I want to open for uh, testimony or anything that you would like to share. Um, feel free to make any corrections or whatever you feel is necessary. <clears throat> 